Looking for a Bible to encourage the girl in your life? The NIV Kingdom Girls Bible is a beautiful new Bible that will inspire girls ages 8 to 12. It contains 400 features and colorful illustrations and highlights famous and sometimes infamous women of the Bible. Special notes will encourage girls to apply Bible passages to their lives through prayer, art, and activities. Go to NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com for a free sample and to learn more about this amazing Bible. Visit NIVKingdomGirlsBible.com today. Are you a homeschooler and a military spouse? Homeschooling can be tough and military life challenging. The Military Homeschool Podcast is the perfect tool to add to your arsenal as you navigate life as a military homeschooler. Join Crystal and her guests each week as they bring relevant information to equip you, stories to encourage you, and content to inspire you. You don't have to go it alone. Tune in to the Military Homeschool Podcast and be energized in your military homeschooling journey. You're listening to History for Christian Teens, the podcast where we examine historical people, places, and events through the lens of the Bible, drawing meaningful lessons that we can apply to our own lives as believers. This podcast is designed for middle and high school age students, but mom and dad and everyone else, you're invited to listen in too. This broadcast is brought to you by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. Welcome back to the History for Christian Teens podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Niehoff. And I'm your co-host, Crystal Niehoff. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you're looking for a role model to inspire you in your own life, look no further than Ruth. She's a beautiful example of what it means to be strong, faithful, and compassionate. Truly, each of the fruit of the Spirit, given in Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23, is clearly evident throughout her story. We find her story in the book of Ruth in the Old Testament. Ruth was a woman who faced many challenges in life. She was a Moabite woman who married into a family that were enemies of her country. Then, when her husband died, she was left penniless and in dire circumstances. Ruth, showing extraordinary compassion, chose to make the long journey with her mother-in-law, Naomi, who, also widowed, wanted to go back to Bethlehem in her homeland of Judah. Naomi's other son had passed away as well, and she was left in a foreign country with only her daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. Grieving and homesick, she implored her daughters-in-law to stay behind in Moab to be remarried and make new lives for themselves. But Ruth insisted on going with her, refusing to let her travel all that way alone, answering Naomi in Ruth 1 verse 16 by saying, Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. Where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people and your God, my God. In doing so, Ruth left behind her country, her family, and the false gods of her people, choosing to serve the one true God that Naomi worshipped and live among the Israelite people. Ruth's devotion and love for her mother-in-law and her decision to follow the Lord are just two examples of the faithfulness and strength of character that she possessed. A wealthy landowner named Boaz enters the picture now, as we read in Ruth chapter 2, starting with verse 1. Now Naomi had a relative on her husband's side, a man of standing from the clan of Elimelech, whose name was Boaz. And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, 
Let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. Naomi said to her, Go ahead, my daughter. So she went out, entered a field, and began to glean behind the harvesters. As it turned out, she was working in a field belonging to Boaz, who was from the clan of Elimelech. Just then, Boaz arrived from Bethlehem and greeted the harvesters. The Lord be with you. The Lord bless you, they answered. As we can see from that passage, Boaz was a kind man to those who worked for him, and they liked and respected him in return. In fact, his kindness was a wonderful witness of the Lord to all of them. In verse 5, Boaz asks about Ruth, to which the overseer of his land answered. And now reading from verses 6 through 12. She is a Moabite who came back from Moab with Naomi. She said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves behind the harvesters. She came into the field and has remained here from morning till now, except for a short rest in the shelter. So Boaz said to Ruth, my daughter, listen to me. Don't go and glean in another field and don't go away from here. Stay here with the women who work for me. Watch the field where the men are harvesting and follow along after the other women. I have told the men not to lay a hand on you. And whenever you are thirsty, go and get a drink from the water jars the men have filled. At this, she bowed down with her face to the ground. She asked him, why have I found favor in your eyes that you notice me, a foreigner? Continuing with verse 11, Boaz replied, I've been told all about what you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband, how you left your father and mother and your homeland and came to live with a people you did not know before. May the Lord repay you for what you have done. May you be richly rewarded by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Boaz continued to show kindness to Ruth, whose reputation for compassion and faithfulness had preceded her and caused her to find favor with Boaz. When Ruth returned home, Naomi exclaimed gleefully upon hearing the name of the man in whose field she had been gleaning wheat. This is because Boaz was the kinsman redeemer for their family. What is a kinsman redeemer, you may ask? Well, back in those days and in that culture, according to gotquestions.org, the kinsman redeemer is a male relative who, according to various laws of the Pentateuch, had the privilege and responsibility to act on behalf of a relative who was in trouble, danger, or need, end quote. Naomi gives Ruth clear instructions for what she is to do next, which was to follow the customs of the day, which eventually leads to Boaz marrying Ruth as their kinsman redeemer, which is also called guardian redeemer, as we'll see shortly. From her union to Boaz, Ruth bore a son. When we read in Ruth chapter 4, verses 14 through 16, that the women said to Naomi, Praise be to the Lord, who this day has not left you without a guardian redeemer. May he become famous throughout Israel. He will renew your life and sustain you in your old age. For your daughter-in-law, who loves you and who is better to you than seven sons, has given him birth. Then Naomi took the child in her arms and cared for him. The women living there said, Naomi has a son, and they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. And we know that from the lineage of David comes Jesus Christ. GodQuestions.org explains how Boaz's act of being a kinsman redeemer is a foreshadowing of what Christ does for us as his bride. Quote, 
In the New Testament, Christ is often regarded as an example of a kinsman redeemer because, as our brother, he also redeems us because of our great need, one that only he can satisfy. In Ruth 3, 9, we see a beautiful and poignant picture of the needy supplicant, unable to rescue herself, requesting of the kinsman redeemer that he cover her with his protection, redeem her, and make her his wife. In the same way, the Lord Jesus Christ bought us for himself, out of the curse, out of our destitution, made us his own beloved bride, and blessed us for all generations. He is the true kinsman redeemer of all who call upon him in faith. End quote. So what can we learn from the story of Ruth that we can apply to our own lives as Christians? Life application number one, cultivate the fruit of the spirit in your life. Ruth is a beautiful example of what it means to be strong, faithful, and compassionate. Truly, each of the fruit of the Spirit given in Galatians 5, and 23 is clearly evident throughout her story, and this is something we should strive to mirror in our own lives as Christ followers. To learn what the fruit of the Spirit is, turn to Galatians 5, 22-23, which lists them. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. In the verses directly before this, the writer of Galatians outlines what we should not do as Christians, after which he gives us this list of what we should do. In the New Living Translation, 2 Corinthians 5.20 tells us, We are Christ's ambassadors. God is making his appeal through us. We speak for Christ when we plead, come back to God. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines an ambassador as a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a sovereign as the resident representative of his or her own government or sovereign. As Christ's ambassadors, we represent our sovereign Lord everywhere we go and whom we come in contact with. It is our responsibility to reflect the principles and character of God, which is done by sharing the gospel and cultivating the fruit of the Spirit so that we are living it out to draw others to Christ. Life application number two, be humble enough to accept guidance from others. Ruth willingly and humbly took the advice of her mother-in-law, Naomi, and followed her guidance, even though it may have felt like a strange thing to do. Proverbs twelve fifteen says, the way of fools seems right to them, but the wise listen to advice. Proverbs nineteen twenty says, listen to advice and accept discipline. And at the end, you will be counted among the wise. Ruth knew that Naomi loved the Lord and was a faithful follower. She also knew that Naomi cared about her as well and was looking out for her best interest. So each time that Naomi asked Ruth to do something, she faithfully carried it out. By doing so, Ruth secured the future of herself, Naomi, and the future generations of their family. As Proverbs twenty six twenty eight in the English Standard Version says, Whoever trusts in his own mind is a fool, but he who walks in wisdom will be delivered. The life of Ruth demonstrates that God will take care of you when you choose to serve him, even when that means giving up your family, your country, and all you've ever known. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways submit to him, and he will make your path straight. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. Amen. That's it for our show today. Thanks so much for listening in. 
We hope you'll join us next time when we explore the life and ministry of a man who held the offices of a priest, a prophet, and became one of Israel's greatest judges. Remember the links to everything we've mentioned today can be found in our show notes at historyforchristianteens.com. Got questions, comments, or prayer requests? Email us at historyforchristianteens at gmail.com. Thanks for listening in, and you have a great week. Thanks for listening in today. If you like this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and give us a star rating on your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Facebook, too. Links to this and all the other resources mentioned during the podcast today can be found in our show notes at historyforchristianteens.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for another thought-provoking and insightful lesson in History for Christian Teens.